Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. I want to welcome those that are watching online. If you're watching online, it's good to have you with us, or perhaps you're listening on the podcast during the week. Would you guys put your hands together for those that are watching online and on the podcast? Say it every week, and we'll say it again. If you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop on by. We'll make you feel right at home. Listen, let's bow our our heads and our hearts. I believe that we came for a divine appointment with the Holy Spirit, who's there to advocate for us and comfort us and convict us and talk to us. And I'm so grateful. Is anybody grateful for the Holy Spirit? So Holy Spirit, we want to say you're welcome here in this place. Lord, we're thankful for the Holy Spirit. We're thankful for you. We thank you for your goodness and for an outpouring of revelation, Father, and understanding as we look to your word this morning. Let it come alive to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, we just shout amen. Amen. I want to take just a half hour, 25 minutes to a half hour, and encourage everybody in here. There is nobody that is here by accident. You're all here on purpose for a purpose. You were designed to be here today. I know it looks in the world, when we look at the things in the natural, can look discouraging and can wear you out. I want to talk to the person that's a little worn out this morning, and I want to talk to the person who's looking at things in the natural going, God, why in the world? What in the world is going on? Anybody ever wonder that? Anybody wondering that as you turn on the news? But I want to encourage you today to get past that and let's look at things through the kingdom mindset. It's his kingdom come and his will be done. And I want to I encourage you to walk by faith, trusting in the Lord that he has, he has everything figured out. He's got the whole world in his hands. Can I get an amen if you agree with that? Even if you don't agree with that. The message title is called Do Not Quit. How many of you need to hear Do Not Quit? Absolutely. Do Not Quit. That's the message title for today. If you have your Bibles with you, and if you don't, you can look on the screen. But if you would turn to Ecclesiastes 3, we're going to read verse 1 to 8, talking about different seasons. I want to say this, there have been many seasons in my life, in fact, I would say most seasons in my life where I have questioned, why do things look like this in this season, not really knowing exactly what's going on in the moment. I've said it before, and I said it, I did a message during Easter, where it was like the Saturday moment. Before the Sunday resurrection, there was quiet on the set. But when you read scripture, that's actually where the most was taking place behind the scenes. But you couldn't see it. You didn't really know what was going on. But we, we knew that Jesus had died on the cross, but he hadn't yet risen. And I want to encourage some of you that are right now looking at things and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. God is working behind the scenes on your behalf. Do not quit. When we don't know what, we, what to do, Scripture says, what do we do? We stand, right? We stand on his word. We stand on his promises knowing that there's something coming. Many of you are thinking, well, that's great. I appreciate your cheerleading this morning, Pastor, but I'm so tired of hearing it's coming. I want it now. 
I want to say this to the person that's in that place of that thinking. And I've been in that thinking so much in my life. I'm even there today struggling with some of that as I want things right now. But I'm so thankful that God preserves me of things that would kill me if I got them too soon. God knows what he's doing. He knows what's best. You go, well, I'm tired of being in the waiting period. Well, don't be because Isaiah says it's in the waiting that there's renewal where he renews your strength. But you have to trust the Lord. If you're saying, well, I'm not experiencing the renewal where you're not waiting with trust and faith. If that's the case. Because Isaiah is very clear, they that wait, he will renew your strength. Not I might, I will renew your strength. But we've got to apply faith. What is faith? It's believing in things that we don't see. We don't see them. I've said this many times as a pastor. I want to say it again for the person who needs to hear it because I need to hear it. So you need, and repetitions, revelation. So if you've heard it already, oh, well. Faith, the opposite of faith, we oftentimes think is fear. It's actually sight. Because if you saw it, you wouldn't need faith. You don't see it. Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 to 8 says this. For everything. Everybody say everything. Everything. That means in the moment that I don't understand. The moment that I don't get. The moment that I'm in where God's equipping me. For everything, there is a season. A time for every activity under heaven. And check this out. I want you to count this with me. A time to be born and a time to die. That's two, right? Two seasons right there. A time to plant and a time to harvest. Can I tell you, this church is in a season of planting right now. That's what we're doing. I want to encourage every one of you that are here. You're going, okay, this, uh, this, is, this is an interesting season for a church. This is called the church plant. That's a season, Right? Okay, that was awesome, right? Revelation. A time to plant, then there's a time to harvest. Hey, we're going to have that time, amen? A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. There's a time to cry and there's a time to laugh. A time to grieve and there's a time to dance. I want to tell some of y'all that have been grieving, you got your seasons wrong. You need to start dancing. Some of you that are dancing and you're not sober-minded, you need to start grieving. Why would a pastor say that? Because the Bible says be sober-minded. While America is going on about their normal church production and there's killing going on in Israel, time to get focused. Are you you grieving about the things that God's heart's grieving over? Are you ignoring it? Mm, That's a wake-up call. Nobody wants to hear that, but oh well. Time to scatter stones. And a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to stop searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Liz, we're in the time to throw away. I want to clear out the storage facility. (laughs) Can I get an amen? Yo, we got Christmas stuff we don't need. We're going to throw some stuff away. You got your timing wrong. You in the wrong season. (laughs) Time to search and a time to quit searching. Some of y'all have been searching for the will of God, and and God's just waiting for you to give up and quit searching so he can show you what he wants. Can I tell you what America's got confused? When he says he'll give you the desires of your heart, it's not that he gives you what you wish for. It's that he 
fills your heart with what he desires. And then you start desiring it when you get in touch with Holy Spirit. America has this wrong. Oh, God's going to give me what I want. No, he's not. He's going to give you what he wants. He gives you his desires. That's what that means. It's not Burger King. You don't get it your way. You get it his way. Okay. Y'all can go to lunch now. Time to search and a time to quit searching. Time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. Boy, we have that one wrong. Election season's coming up. Everybody just shut up in Jesus' name. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. If you were counting and maybe you were, maybe you weren't, that was 28 seasons. I never read It's a Time to Quit. I never read that. It talked about lots of things that were a verb, that were an action that I do, but it never said it's a time to tap out. It's a time to quit. It's a time to throw in the towel. Never read that. Never once did it say that. Hebrews 10 verses 35 to 36, I'm reading this out of the New Living. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Everybody say patient. patient. Look at your neighbor, say patient. patient. Look at the person who was your second choice, say patient. patient. Endurance, patient endurance. Patient endurance. It doesn't say endurance, it says patient endurance. Some of y'all online complaining about the season you're in. It doesn't say endurance. It says patient endurance. Patience is a virtue. You've probably heard that. Patiently endure. Oh, that's a tough one. How do I have patience? You marinate in the Holy Ghost. He gives you patience. When you outside the presence of the Lord, you don't have patience. I know for me, I'm a lot better in the presence of the Lord. I'm a lot more patient. I'm a lot more patient with my spouse so that she can endure me. Patient endurance is what you need now, not later. It's what you need right now. For this season that you're in right now, you need patient endurance right now. Patient endurance is what you need right now so that you will continue to do God's will. Do you know you can't do God's will without patient endurance? You're going to miss it because you're going to get in your flesh and you're going to go, well, this isn't the timing. Maybe I should quit. Well, you know what? I love John Maxwell. I love John Maxwell. That's true. But I love what John Maxwell said. He said that those that are successful are the ones that endure the seasons that don't make sense. And God begins to be able to give them the reward because he rewards those that seek him with diligence. What does that mean? It means when things don't look good, you keep going. You don't give up. You don't give up. When God is, is there's, there's, a, there's a phrase, it's called retooling. And what that means is you keep going, but you do think, you don't want to, the definition of insanity, when you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. When you retool, you begin to do different things, you still expect the same results. 
Patient endurance is what that takes. And so what John Maxwell is saying is those that are successful are the ones that understand failure is not an end. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps. Patient endurance. God, what are you trying to do in me? He's trying to make the best you that you can be. But you can't find that without patient endurance. Paul understood that. That's why he wrote it. Paul understood that when he was in prison. I was just watching a documentary. In fact, Liz just showed me a video of the actual prison that Paul was in. Depressing. But my God, he wrote Timothy in the middle of all of that. Think about it. I've talked to some artists this week. In fact, a good friend of mine, Phil King, I posted it. He wrote, we didn't write, he released a new song and a new album. And he wrote many songs that were on there. You know, I was talking with Phil and I said, Phil, you know, you write all these songs, man. I'm not a songwriter like you. Tell me what is the key about all these songs you're writing? And he said, the best songs are written in the darkest moments. The best songs are written in moments of desperation. So when you're in the crushing, God's trying to establish a song. He's trying to establish a song. And the song that he's trying to establish, and we'll get there, is victory. It's a victorious song, not a depressing song. Paul said this to the church of Galatia. I'm going to read this out of three different versions because that's how amazing this verse is. Galatians 6 verse 9. Y'all tracking with me? And let us not grow weary of doing good. You've probably heard that. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Notice it says if the clause there, if we do not give up. If you give up, you can't reap. That's what I just read. Did you just read that? Let's read it out of the passion. And don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds. I love that. Planting good seeds. In other words, it ain't grown. It's not mature yet. You don't see it. You're planting a seed. You're trusting that it's going to grow. Don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. That's why I encourage you to tithe. Don't miss out. Something's going to grow. But if you ain't planting seeds, you're not going to get growth. In the NIV, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time. This is why I read this in three different versions. The proper time. Can I tell you why some of you are so frustrated right now? Because you're not in the proper time. You're wanting things to happen now, and God is looking to establish something in you so that it's the proper time. The proper time. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. God is testing many of us to see, are you going to give up? What are you made of? What are you made of? What's inside the center of that chocolate-covered espresso bean? You got to get through the chocolate before you get to the tough stuff, right? I want to be like a chocolate-covered espresso bean. I want to be sweet on the outside and strong in the middle. And I heard the Lord saying for me to tell you today, hold on. Do not give up. That's a word for you. Do not give up. Hold on. I love Paul. He says this in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice when? Always. When times are good, rejoice. When times are bad, rejoice. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Remember that song? Anybody remember that? Rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. And we got to bring some of those back. Rejoice always. Then pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Thanksgiving is not for when times are good. Thanksgiving is for all circumstances. I want to talk to the person who's looking at Thursday going, I don't have much to be thankful for. You need to see my year. Hold on. Hold on. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving is not seasonal. Thanksgiving is an all-season, all-purpose, all-time. You need to give thanks. And when you do, that very posture unlocks the heart of God that he notices. Oh, my goodness, look at that offering. I smell that worship. I see where you're going through. You're worshiping me anyway. Oh, I see that. Oh, I see that's an expression. That's called faith. Oh, I love that. It's impossible to please God without that. Psalms 50 verse 23. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. Man, we could all go home right there. It honors the Lord when we give thanks. You know, Thanksgiving's a godly holiday. That's why they try to cancel it right now. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you, if you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Some of you are wanting God to rescue you. You're wanting God to save you. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. You're going, oh, my circumstance. Oh, my. I look at this. My health. That's good. That's good. What's going on? Give God thanks. Y'all have me yelling. I want to read it out of the Passion Translation. The life that pleases me is a life lived with gratitude in, in the gratitude of grace, always choosing to walk with me in what is right. This is a sacrifice I desire from you. Remember, God doesn't have needs. He has desires. He's desiring that you would have a posture of gratitude and thankfulness. He loves it. If you do this, more of my salvation will unfold for you. I've given this analogy. I want to give it again that when you're sitting around at a Christmas tree and a parent sees a kid that's grateful, man, they want to give them more. That's, that's the heart of a parent. They, when there's a kid that's grateful, when you got a brat, you want to give them less. Isn't it amazing that sometimes we're brats with God and he still pours out? Aren't you grateful for a God that sees past our deficiencies? That's a good word. I'm preaching to myself here. Some of you need to look at your desires and your dreams and your needs. And this Thanksgiving, you need to thank God that it's already done. You need to rest. You need to relax. And you need to trust in God's timing. I want to encourage you this Thanksgiving to enjoy your time with the family and put aside the need. Put aside all the things that you're desiring. Give them to the Lord and just give them thanks. We go around the table at our house and we, what are you thankful for? That's what we do every Thanksgiving. We, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? I always start with, I'm thankful for Liz because it's a lot of points. <laughs> I'm thankful for the Lord. I'm thankful for Liz. I got to have, you know, God, family, work, church, you know, all that. We got to have that priority in order. 
some of you are focused on the breakthrough. How many of you understand what I mean by when I say that? You're focused on, like, God, I want you to break through in this area of my life. And I want to give you a word this morning. This is a word from the Lord to you. You're focused on the breakthrough, but what God wants you to do is break out in thanksgiving, and that will encourage the breakthrough. You need to break out so you can have the breakthrough. Break out so you can get the breakthrough. Some of you are looking for the breakthroughs so you can break out. That's not how it works. No, you give God thanks. You break out in praise, you get the breakthrough. Start declaring and thanking God for the names of Jehovah. How many of you are ready for your mind to be blown by scripture this morning? You ready for this? I'm ending here. It's not much longer. Start thanking God for the names of Jehovah. How many of you know that's a scriptural name, Jehovah? We need to learn the Jehovah's, but I'm going to give you four today. There's Jehovah Jireh. Many of you have heard the song, Jireh, you are enough. You know, talking about the Lord who provides. We love that Jireh. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord who heals. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. And I'm going to get back to this. I'm going to, I'm going to focus more on this. And then Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Now, the last one is hard to encounter if you don't get the first three. Wow. Okay? Now, there's a lot of Jehovah's. I just picked four. The Lord who provides, the Lord who heals, the Lord is my banner, and Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Now, the first three, again, you got to trust those first three in order for the fourth really to make sense to you. you y'all tracking with me? The enemy is going to try to wear you out, and he's going to exhaust you. I want to go to Exodus 17 real quick. And Exodus 17 is where we read the name Jehovah Nisi for the first time in Scripture. The Israelites complained to Moses in verse 2. If you remember, they said, give us water to drink. They were camping in the wilderness where there was no water. Y'all remember that? The Israelites tracking Moses leading this whole thing. And Moses brought their complaint before the Lord in verse 6. And we see the Lord say, I'm going to stand there in front of you on the rock of Horeb where you're going to hit the rock and water will come out and people will drink. Y'all tracking with me? That's what God says to Moses when he brings this to them. They're thirsty. They're weary. They're worn out. They're saying, I need a drink of water. So God gives Moses some instructions. 1 Corinthians 10.4, check this out. This blew my mind. 1 Corinthians 10.4 says that Christ, this is such a prophetic moment in scripture. Christ is the solid rock, the cornerstone that was struck and beaten on the cross. He's told to go beat a rock. Y'all seeing the prophetic symbols there? Okay. This is Moses. This is like, this is amazing. John 7 refers to water as the picture of Holy Spirit. Rock, water. Okay? Some of y'all right now feel like you are hitting a rock wall. And you need Holy Spirit to help you get through that. You're thirsty. You're weary. You're worn out. You're looking at Moses and you're saying, Moses, I need water. I am worn out. I am tired. I want to quit. That's what the Israelites were saying. The Israelites had traveled in a hot and dry desert with wind and sand and windstorms, and they were thirsty. They were weary. But don't grow weary in well-doing. Jehovah Nisi will enable you to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint. When you're weary, 
God is your victory. Jehovah Nisi, this is what it means. The Lord is our banner, a mighty warrior, victory. A banner today is like, it's like a sign or a flag. Liz, yesterday, we were packing to get ready, and she took out this shirt. She said, this shirt's got holes in it. I'm tearing it up. I said, I need that. I need a banner. I need my Jehovah Nisi banner. I need an illustration. So this is Liz's old shirt, y'all. <laughs> Jesus. Could have washed it, babe. You see them at sporting events. See them at Cowboys games. There's no Cowboys fans in here. You see them at Panthers games. There's no Panthers fans in here. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Moses wanted to remind God's people that our allegiance is ultimately to the Lord, and he alone gives us victory. Even when you're walking in a desert and you don't see the end and you're thirsty, you're like, man, we've been out here a long time. And what happened to the Israelites? 40 years wandering around complaining, prolonging the promises of God, which is what happens when we complain and we don't trust. And we, when we want to quit, instead of whining, constantly whining and complaining, start giving God praise and start thanking him because that gets you to the promises all that quicker. You circumvent seasons of desert and wilderness when you thank God. Which is why I want you to sit down at that turkey dinner and as you're chomping on that stuff and overeating, amen? Or is it just me? I've been doing like smoothies all week, just getting ready. It ain't working, but I'm doing it, you know? When you don't know what to do, you gotta wave your Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. He goes before me. He goes behind me. He's protecting me. I don't, I don't know. How is my business going to survive? What am I supposed to do next? I don't know. I'm getting ready to get married. How am I going to be the spiritual head of my house? Woo! Jehovah Nisi goes before me. He goes behind me. He's got this. God's got this. Can somebody get excited this morning? Because... Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi leads to Jehovah Shalom. Some of y'all are just so worried and you need to just Jehovah Shalom, just be at peace. When you feel all this inside, this unrest and this unsettled, you need to know that's not Jehovah Shalom. No, you need to be at peace no matter what it looks like. So we need to break out and thank God for the breakthrough and do not quit. That's the word today. Don't quit. This Thanksgiving, it doesn't matter what your checkbook looks like. It doesn't matter what your career looks like. It doesn't matter what your business looks like. It doesn't matter what your health looks like. Remember, we've got Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. I lost my mother-in-law about, what was it, five or six years ago, seven years ago. Seven years ago, lost her to mesothelioma. We were praying for a healing, and my mother-in-law, I'll tell you what, I watched her go out, and she fought, 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 and it looked like sickness got her, but how many of you know God got her? She got her healing. She got her healing. She got her healing. 
I lost my brother at age, I, I was 16, he was 13 in a jet ski accident. And my family's sitting there and they're praying over him and, you know, he never came back. How many of you know he saw Jesus? Why would you want to come back? If you saw Jesus face to face, would you want to come back? I mean, I'd be like, good luck with that. It's all about a kingdom mindset. And my, my question for you today is, what is it that you're going through that God is trying to establish his kingdom in your mind and in your heart? In your heart mainly. Your mind can catch up later. He's trying to establish his kingdom come, his will be done. He's doing it with me right now, y'all. Doing it with me. I, I've been honest with you, and I'll be honest with you again today. I, I'm always going to be honest with you, so never worry about that. I'll always be honest with you. Liz and I have never worked at a church that's been less than a 1,000 people. And then when God called us to plant this, it was messy. It's different. It, we had to retool. We had to rethink about how we, we, we do ministry and, and, and what, are, what are the needs of a smaller church and figuring all this out. And God keeps showing me the vision of what this is going to become. And I keep standing on the word and his promises knowing that I've got a group of people that see his kingdom first and y'all are going to help me grow this. We're building a foundation. You know, 2023 for all of us, I believe, and many of you, I'm, I'm in fellowship with you about what you're going through. God is pouring a foundation, and I believe 2024, you're going to begin to see the structure build of what the foundation that he poured this year is all about. But we can't quit. What can we do during this holiday season? Trust the Lord. Brennan's going to give a, a testimony in, you know what, Brennan, let's do it next week. Are you good with that? Brennan's going to give a testimony next week about what happens when you trust God and you sow and you get into his economy and God blesses you because right now, Brennan is tasting some blessing. You better tithe on that. Just saying, my God. Brennan's like, yeah, man, I mean, why in front of everybody? I'm just kidding. You're not really like that. But this is a year. How many of you can say, like, I'm in a season of transition. God's shifting some things around for me right now. Can you show your hand? God's shifting some things. around. He's doing it with, like, everybody right now. Do you know what? The whole earth is shifting right now. The whole earth is groaning. So you're right in step with the season of God. Listen, if you're in a position where you've looked at things in the natural and you need to give it to the Lord, I just want you to stand to your feet this morning. That should be like everybody, just so you know. So basically, please stand. <laughs> Isn't scripture fun? Isn't the word of God awesome? It works. It works. I try to stay out of trouble and just preach the word of God. I try. Father, this morning we say this to you. Jehovah Nisi, who goes before us, goes behind us. You protect us. Psalms 91. I thank you, God, that as we make this decision this morning, we're not going to quit. We're not going to grow weary in well-doing, but in the right time, in due season, we have a reward that we will reap. Lord, here's the seed that we sow, if nothing else, this morning. We sow the seed 
making a decision that we will not quit. Lord, that's our seed this morning that we sow. Walking by faith and not by sight. We sow the seed of perseverance, patient endurance. Father, we do that knowing that in due season, we will, not we might, we will reap the reward. If you believe that, we just shout amen this morning. Guys, I love you. All of y'all in this room are family to Liz and I. Liz, come join me real quick. Just come on up here. In heels, nonetheless, she did it. She took the lunch. We right now, we pray Psalms 91 over every family in here. We thank you, Lord. We're so thankful for every one of you. All of you that are watching online that aren't here this morning, we're so thankful for every one of you. Father, we pray that this would be a great time of family fellowship. And Lord, submitting all of our cares and worries and problems and challenges and loss and grief, we lay it at your feet. We thank you, Lord, that you're the great encourager. We thank you, God. We're not going to quit. We're going to keep going. We're going to thank you for your goodness. You have anything to add? Yes, Lord, we're just going to surrender this week all to you, laying everything at the foot of the cross, knowing and trusting in you that you work all things together for the good of those who love you and have been called according to your purposes. That is us. We are called according to your purposes, Lord, and we trust in and we lean in on your purposes today in Jesus' name. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.